0: Name hinui a ka to, I'm Sue Burman and this is Kuratuturu, Real Gold, a podcast series where we explore Auckland Library's Heritage Collections. This month I'm talking with Renee Orr, Senior Librarian Heritage Engagement, about a series of books featured in the Kuratuturu Real Gold case in the reading room of level two, Tamaki Pataka Kōrero, the Central City Library. These books have been selected from a collection to support the wider library's partnership with the International Touring Exhibition Yokai Parade – Supernatural Monsters from Japan which is showing through to the 6th of November. Our oh, ora Renee, thanks so much for taking time today to talk with me. What an exciting series of exhibits there are throughout the, the building all the way here into the Reading Room of Heritage Collections. Um, can you describe to listeners what it is that you've curated into the Koratū Real Gold case?
1: Oh, kia ora, say thank you. Yes, so what we've got here are a selection of three books which we have selected to complement the Yōkai Parade exhibition that's on throughout the Central Library at the moment and so these all uh, reference Yōkai in some way. Mm. Um, in fact, three of them, or two of them, should I say, um, reference one story in particular which also features in the gallery as part of the Yorkay exhibition itself. Mm. So starting from the wall we have this incredible image uh, which is a beautiful colourful front cover of this book, this much smaller book here, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a version of a children's story um, called the tongue cut sparrow. So the image that we have on the wall is really big really colorful and you see a uh, sparrow which is mm. sort of uh, almost like a kind of a humanoid figure with the face of what you can see as a bird and some stylized wings and it's uh, almost flying down upon um, the figure of a woman who's in the foreground and it is a very stylized image very similar to what we what we might be familiar with um, in the form of Japanese 19th century woodblock printing. Yeah. So. It's interesting, the, um, sort of seen it throughout the exhibition,
0: the personification, you know, of the yokai, which of course are, are sort of monsters, aren't they Or They or, are, yeah, supernatural um, beings, yeah. Yeah, into, the, into s- s- slightly human figures so that, you know, or um, humanized objects, like the plinth with, um, with arms. I love yeah. that one, you yeah, know, like the sparrow is, it's got its wings but it's also got human legs it's yeah Yeah. and so what does the story what does this little book tell us about is it is it just a um it's a mixture of both illustration and writing i can see
1: yeah so this is the book here actually in the case and it's it's very small it's uh smaller than a6 i'd say Mm. um and it's a um so it's a it's sort of a um I guess in Western terms, we call them fairy tales or um, folk tales, and it's much like Western fairy tales, it's morality tale. So it kind of um, tells, tells a story um, and gives a warning about greed uh, and about cruelty. Hmm. Uh, so the story goes that um, there was a, a man and a woman, uh, in some versions of the story, there were an, an old man and an old woman, and uh, the man was quite fond of a little sparrow that used to come and visit them and fed fed the sparrow. Um, One day when the man was out, the woman grew cross with the sparrow because it ate her starching paste and so she cut out its tongue. So that's the cruelty aspect. Um, The sparrow, of course, uh, disappeared and when the man returned home, he was quite distraught and went off searching for the sparrow, um, his friend. And uh, when he found the sparrow, the sparrow welcomed him into his home and fed him as, and entertained him as a guest. And then when the, the man was leaving, he offered him the choice of two baskets. And the man thought, oh, well, this, there's a heavy basket and there's a light basket, and I couldn't possibly carry this heavy one, so I'll take the light one. Uh, when he got it home, he discovered that it was full of riches. So he was rewarded for his kindness and his gentleness. Uh, when the woman discovered this, she thought I'd quite like a basket of riches for myself. So she went in search of the sparrow and um, imposed herself upon their hospitality, uh, asked for a basket, and of course, she chose the heavier basket. Um, when she opened the basket, however, uh, it was your kind that came out. So these um, uh, terrifying beasts, monsters uh, that leapt out of the basket to punish her for her greed and her cruelty. Hmm. So that's what we can say here. Uh, this is the final page of the story and it's... Oh that's um, interesting
0: because it looks on appearance as the first page of a Western book so
1: it's a left to right. That's right, right. yeah 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 so hmm. um, yeah, that's just uh, our, our mm, default mm. for looking at it, and you can actually see that uh, there's an annotation at the very top of the image um, where someone has written um, a story of a sparrow um, mm. in what we would normally find as the first page, but of course it's the final page of the story.
0: Wow, it's really beautiful, isn't it? Very fine paper. Yes. And, and do we know anything about the provenance of how this has come into Auckland Libraries Heritage Collections?
1: Yes, it's part of a collection that uh, was part of Sir George Grey's library. And so we have um, two sort of sets of these books which were printed in Japan in the 19th century. And so they are uh, Japanese woodblock printed books and they're really varied. So we have um, some books like this which have been uh, collated in a group uh, that we, we've collated as children's books. Mm. And there are other books, which are um, uh, an incredible book, which shows illustrations of Japanese industry. So you have images of people making books such as this, or uh, people making fine cloth, or people cutting ice. So all uh, all kinds of sort of um, everyday, but um, I guess kind of skilled craft production um, uh, industry. Um, and that's called Greater Products of Japan, hmm. um, or Products of Greater Japan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, and there's um, a great uh, blog about that book in particular, and some digitised images available through Koda Heritage Collections online. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, and these other two look like later, slightly later prints.
1: Yeah, that's right. So these are from our collection again. Um, this one here to the right is also um, the story of the tongue cut sparrow Hmm. and so we've selected it here because you can see the same story essentially um, and the same final the same final kind of moment where the yokai all jump out of the box and I just really like seeing the contrast um, and the the complementary nature of these two books so um, just as with the Japanese version you have kind of the monsters all sort of tumbling out and the the woman prostrate on the the ground looking unhappy, and in particular this really long-necked kind of serpent-like creature coming out with its tongue protruding. Um, So yeah, I thought it was really nice to see these two different books together. Uh, This one is uh, called Tales of Old Japan. Mm -hmm. So it was first published in 1871 this is a slightly later edition, uh, written or compiled by a man called Algernon Bertram Freeman Mitford. Hmm. Uh, and uh, he was actually um, stationed in Japan during the period where the seat of power was being transferred from Kyoto to Edo. Um, and so he spent some time in Japan uh, living and working there. and compiled these um, stories, which he published as Tales of Old Japan around about the time, I guess, that um, there was a very large interest in fairy tales folklore within uh, English language publishing. So it's the sort of heyday of Victorian collections of fairy tales. And there was a, a, I guess, a a market and an audience for similar tales from other parts of Mm. the world as well.
0: It was one of my um, childhood favourite readings, were those f- series of books about, you know,
1: um, myths and
0: legends of the world. A- absolutely, yeah, yeah, still are yeah, very yeah.
1: popular. And um, if, you know, uh, if you have children or no children, you'll see them throughout the library collections because we, st- we still find lots to, um, lots to enjoy mm-hmm. and of interest in
0: them as mm-hmm. well. Some good sort of universal. Themes, yeah, <laughs> as yeah. such. Yeah, and this last one is a colour print. I can see. Yep,
1: yeah, that's right. Uh, so this is another uh, another folklore book uh, from our collection. So uh, compiled by Richard Gordon Smith, Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan, and that's published in 1908. And this book does have a, a, a number of very beautiful colour colour plates in it. The one we're looking at here is. Um, an illustration of the night parade of 100 demons. And that is the, uh, that is the night, um, the, the classic kind of yokai trope, I guess. Um, so you'll see it right throughout the yokai exhibition in the central library. Uh, this idea that um, if you are unlucky enough to stumble outside on the wrong night, you might, um, you might encounter this night parade of, of 100 100 demons or 1,000 demons or how many demons you, your mind <laughs> can imagine, um, but that it will be a, a horrifying sight and um, something, to, something to be aware of.
0: And this, is this, this illustrative page is like a wall of demons. It's got so many.
1: Yeah, mm. so it's actually it's referencing a, a story that was um, this, the story around this particular image is that um, it's one of a, a haunted temple and it's a story which is often given as a, a sort of an origin story of, a, for this um, supernatural parade. Um, you can see mm-hmm. down at the bottom there's um, a figure who is not a yokai, it's, it's a man, and um, this, the story told in this book is that he is an artist who had heard about this haunted temple, um, went to spend the night there, saw nothing, heard nothing, but when he woke up in the morning he saw the walls of the temple covered with um, gruesome um, supernatural images and he uh, quickly um, drew them all out so um, mm-hmm. it uh, the, the story goes that it was actually luminescent. Mold or bioluminescent mold mm-hmm. that had uh, taken shape on the walls of the temple, but it looked like um, it looked like gruesome demons, and that that was the inspiration for his illustration of the um, of the night parade. In, in fact, the night parade existed long before he drew those images. Right, it's um, it's a um, a trope that you can find in in Japanese art um, for many centuries before. And is
0: is there an actual kind of, um, like a a, a festival or a time in which, where there is is a kind of a night parade that brings to life in some way these yokai within? I, d- I don't know. I, oh. I have to say. I mean, we're you know, like a Halloween kind of equivalent, I suppose.
1: It, it does feel quite quite similar to Halloween, and I guess we are in October now, so that that fits oh, have to, look to our <laughs> mind. But no, I feel like um, I've I've learnt a lot um, through looking through all the incredible art that's on display in this exhibition. Mm. It's um, it's a cultural phenomenon, that's for sure, and yeah, just just fascinating. Yeah. That's no, it's fantastic and and it's wonderful to have
0: the mixture of formats too, from the kind of the prints and the books through to the actual sort of statued objects of your kai through the or through the library.
1: Yeah, well, I think if anyone is 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 familiar with um, you know contemporary anime or um, even graphic novel mm. um, illustration, I think when you when you come to see some of these works from you know the 16th century you'll find lots that feels very familiar so it's easy to see where um yeah how influential these depictions have Mm. been
0: and the color i really love the um yeah the sense of color that i don't know what it is about the particular inks or um that are used or whether it's through the the woodblock process but there's something very Specific, isn't there?
1: Yeah, they are. They are very. They are very colourful, very vibrant, and um, I think it's yeah. It's easy to see why Japanese woodblock printing was um, uh, so so high. Became so highly sought after in the 19th century, and um, I. that is most likely why Grey bought these books was because they were so fashionable at that particular time and for good reason they are they are beautiful mm. so very very um very popular in japan in that period and then they became very popular in the west.
0: We invite you to visit the Heritage Collections Reading Room on Level 2 of Tāmaki Paataka Kōrero, the Central City Library, to view items on display in the Kura Tūturu Real Gold Case, or to request to view other items discoverable on the Kura Heritage Collections Database.